1: This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else.
0: And a very good morning, Late Tea Time podders around the world. Very good to see you. As we embark on the well the halfway stage of the tour championship, and um, we've been really busy this week, which is why we couldn't come midweek as usual. Um, if you're just joining us, what we usually do is we come uh, on a Wednesday as late as possible. This is obviously very, very late for a Wednesday, but so we are halfway through um, the uh, tour championship. And uh, it's James and it is DT. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And uh, looking forward to the uh, last three rounds because this at the moment is. Basically, James Porn, um, golf porn, Victor Hovland, my mate, 16 under, 19 to 10, Colin Cower, 16 under, 13 to 5, Scotty Scheffler, 14 under, 7 to 2, John Rahm, he's 12 under, he's 12 to 1, And Chaffelet, he's 12 under, he's 14 to 1, Best Price, Keegan Bradley, 13 under, 25 to 1, and Rory's in there, he's 10 under and 25 to 1. The rest are considerably bigger um, than those prices as well. All prices correct at the time of recording. Um, one person before I let uh, you have free reign, DT, um, that I noticed that was fairly high on the leaderboard, but quite a long way out in the prices was Tyrrell Hatton. Um, he's kind of 100 to 125 to one, but he's uh, uh, in the mix, so to speak. Certainly, he's in the mix as uh, as Rory. is. Tyrrell is currently nine under, but um, he's only one behind Rory, but quite a, considerably um, longer in the in the betting.
1: Yeah, I mean it's still seven shots back and it's yeah. seven shots back from your two mates, Victor and Colin. Um and then go on, Victor,
0: got, go on Colin. Yeah, then we've got Scotty Sheffler. So I hope um, both of them remember that they're my mates when they lift that to check for fourteen million dollars. well, yeah. Do you ever, a slight this is like um the idea when you've got
1: you support two things somehow and what happens in that scenario when they're going head to head? When it well, comes down to it, who you who can't you ask me that? Go. It's
0: like Sophie's choice. Well, yeah. I've got, I'm still at the train station. Victor's in holding one hand and Collins holding the other. Which one do I give up? I can't, I can't give one up, can I?
1: No. I mean, I suppose what you could do is just play the bigger price, which is Morikawa. And I think there's grounds to, to back Morikawa, actually. I mean, I was on Hovland at the start of the week, so I do, I do like that bet. But if it was to add another one, I think if you read through the transcripts from halfway, and maybe in the first round as well, that the key and the kind of repeated phrase is you've got to be playing from the fairway so you can attack. Um, now, if you look at the stats at halfway, the most accurate driver this week is Colin Morikawa. So he's hit more fairways than anybody. Uh, so I think he's in a great position yeah, um, to maybe go on and get the win. And he's just a bit bigger price, isn't he, than Hovland?
0: Yeah, so 13. if you were to
1: make one bet
0: now on the outrights, it, for me, it would be Morikawa. Yeah, Collins uh, 13 to 5 to Victor's 19 to 10. I mean, both are playing really good golf. Victor's been in, in tremendous form over the last couple of weeks, hasn't he? So both of them, uh, well, I'm very happy. Yes, and so you should be. Yes, oh, yeah. but they're, they're obviously in a two ball today.
1: That's going to be the focus of the, the pod today. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't want to pick. One over the other. I just think they're both playing great, and I can't really uh, decide on who. It might, you know, it might be a tie even. So, I won't look to that two ball for
0: my for my best bet. Nice. Let them just enjoy themselves, yeah. bound along the fairways and uh, and hit the greens. This is late tea time. The golf betting podcast. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the
1: weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky.
0: Yes, I've done a, a bit of research on, on
1: this, as you would expect. Uh, gone quite in-depth into some of them. Um, I'll start then with uh, the one of the glamour ties. Xander Schaffelet to beat John Rahm. Okay. Uh, Schaffelet is uh, the underdog in this one. I mean, if you look at the leaderboard, Schaffelet shot a 64 yesterday to get to minus 12. Rahm shot a 65 uh, to also get to minus 12. Um, So, you know, both tied fifths, still in the hunt for the big, big prize. But just looking, I was looking at when they played um, as playing partners, which they will be in round three. So the the last 15 times they've teed it up alongside each other. Chaffelet has won nine of them, nine out of 15. So he's won nine to Rams five, one tie. And if you do it even more recent, the last four rounds they've played together, Xander has won three of those. And that included that incredible 62 in round one of the US Open. So clearly he likes Rahm's sort of vibe around him. It's not always the case, is it? I think if you look... If you're you're
0: either asked, that or John Rahm doesn't like his vibe.
1: <laughs> possibly. Yeah. But I suppose if you ask some players who you would want to play with, he um, used to be back in the day, everybody wanted to play with Ernie Els because of his sort of languid, fluid mm-hmm. swing. It just gave a good vibe. Now there are players who maybe don't want to play with Patrick Cantley because he's too slow. They might not do Ban so him. well. Ban him. Don't like him. They might not do so well with uh, Terrell Hatton because he's you know muttering all the time and getting cross with himself. So it just so happens that Shafley seems to enjoy Rahm's company. So I thought, on what we've seen, uh, he was worth a bet. What price is he to beat uh, Mr Rahm? So when I was looking, I I was just looking at Bet365 prices. I think he was 5-4, to to 11-10. Okay. Um, So that's the first one. Uh, The second one, this is where um, we're going to go for the value play. So I'm going to back Keegan Bradley to beat Scotty Scheffler. Right, okay. Um, Again, looking at their history, they've only actually been paired together twice. But when that did happen, Bradley shot 65 and 66. So he, he beat Scheffler by two and seven shots respectively in, in that tournament. I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, Bradley, when you go through his quotes, he's, he's so desperate to get into the Ryder Cup team. Um, he says he's thinking about it every second, which seems quite quite a lot. Um, he has won twice this year. He's obviously doing everything he can to get a wild card pick, and um, this is his sort of last realistic chance, and he's. He's putting great. I mean, that, that's the thing that one of the things that separates the two this week. Bradley is ranked first for strokes going putting this week. Scheffler twenty fourth, and remember, there's only thirty in the field, so that's twenty four. Struggling, think, isn't he bless him. Yeah. So if you're playing partners, knocking them in all the time, and you're just missing, it might be a bit demoralizing. So I mm. thought
0: Bradley was a value bet. I think he's get twenty one to ten, maybe. Okay. I mean, Scott, just to stroll on it a bit, the talk about the Ryder Cup, Scott Scheffler really needs to sort that putting out before then because match play, sinking those clutch putts in the uh, heat of the battle, that's, that's going to be vital. He's going to be, um, if he's missing from uh, eight feet, then he's not going to be as, quite as potent, is he? No, I mean, it's hard to think that he could be a weak link, but for all his good.
1: Tee um, to green play, yeah. So much of it is holding the putts, isn't it? And if yeah. he can't do
0: that, then you know, could be in a, in a bit of trouble. Just go back to your kind of the vibes between two players playing each other. Um, You can imagine, can't you, that some players, if uh, they're playing with Rory for sake of argument and he's bombing it 360 yards down the middle of the fairway and flying past their ball and they're always playing first into the green, some players might really like that. Some players might think that that might get on them and uh, they'll feel a bit diminished as a result. You can see how a particular player might bring out either the best or worst out in somebody.
1: Well, yeah, I I backed Victor Hovland last week in the final round to win and and he did with that incredible round because of his record alongside Rory. Rory seems to bring out the best in him. Mm. Probably maybe Victor Hovland isn't hasn't got like the biggest ego of them all. So he's he's just fine, Rory, you bash it past me. That doesn't matter. I'm not. Yeah. Whereas some players you would you know they almost take that as a bit of an affront. That that's why
0: I like Victor
1: to be honest. Yeah, he just walks scary, around with a big smile on his face. Just looks like he's having a good time, doesn't he? Yeah, he's sort of comfortable in his own skin. He just plays his game and he knows it can be good enough. Mm. Uh, so that's leg two. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting. With James Butler and Dave Tyndall. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's
0: office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law.
0: 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Well, yeah, dangerous ground, Maybe We've been here before with, with the injured golfer idea, but... I don't know if you've picked up on the fact that Rory's had back trouble this week. Um, He had back spasms and it's really affecting him. So after round two, he said, I can't hit the ball left to right. And yeah, I can't swing my irons the way I want to. Um, It actually feels better with the longer clubs because I'm more upright in my position. It's when I get down to the shorter uh, stuff trying to stay in my posture, it's a struggle. If you look at his stats... He's 28th around the greens at 30. So he's struggling with that. And it maybe is because of the posture. He's having to to sort of bend a bit unnaturally. Even on the approach play, uh, which is going to be a mix of longer and shorter irons, he's 27th out of 30. So clearly it, it's having an effect on his game. He's, he's hitting it quite well off the tee, but he says, yeah, that's not the problem uh, when I'm kind of upright. But the, the nearer he gets to the green, um it's becoming a problem. And I mean, he's, he's sort of propping himself up with good putting as well, which isn't always the case with Rory, but you've got to think that that back, if, if it is an issue at all, he's got the Ryder Cup in a few weeks, maybe four weeks, is it? He won't yeah. be, he won't be wanting to do anything to put that in jeopardy. So. Because he takes because, that as seriously as anybody, doesn't he? he oh he's yeah. he rocks yeah. up
0: to the Ryder Cup for a laugh.
1: Yeah. I think when he first started in his career, he, he kind of said it's just like an exhibition. Then he he played in one and had this sort of epiphany that, wow, this mm-hmm. is the most important thing ever. And now you can see when he plays in it uh, what it means to him. So he's up against Wyndham Clark, the US Open champion, um, who's done well so far. And I just I just remind everyone that at the start of the week, it was bonus strokes. So players were starting at different points on the leaderboard. Normally, if you paired together after round three, it means you, you've you shot the same score as the other guy, mm. but it's not the case this week. So if you look at the three bets I've put together, Wyndham-Clark has shot two shots better than McElroy mm. so far. Schaffelet has shot three better than Rahm so far. And Bradley has shot six better than Scheffler so far. So yeah. not only, you know, we're back in the underdogs, they've actually played better than them. Because they've started from further down the leaderboard, normally as I say, it would be the case that they've just matched each other. So we're getting these big prices on players who are playing better than, the, you know, the guys much shorter in the betting. So Clark, Sheffler, and Bradley. What price is Wyndham Clark? Um, I think he's close to two to one.
0: Okay, because obviously um, some people might want to play these as, as separate. Well, um,
1: my advice is
0: because these are all underdogs, is to
1: back. Uh, what's called a patent. I don't know if you know, everyone knows what that is. So it's a combination. So it's it's the three singles, which is normal. Then it's uh, three doubles. So it's the different permutations between the three players. So Clark and Shuffley, Clark and Bradley, Shuffley and Bradley. And then it's one uh, treble, which is all three of them. So that's seven bets in total, three singles, three doubles, and uh, the treble. So say you... If you do a one-pound patent, say that that's seven bets, so that will cost you seven pounds. If they all landed, because I've made the bet myself, uh, you would win fifty pounds. Okay. Uh, so, and then up, if two land, you're definitely winning. Uh, just one of the doubles would get you in profit. If one lands, you could make a profit. I think if Bradley beats Scheffler, just that one, you would still make a profit, even if the other two lost. If Clark beating McIlroy, you're just about breaking even. Shaflade to beat Rahm, you're just losing a little bit. But mm. um, I think it's worth it. I mean, we are going for the underdogs. So just one double and, and you're in profit there. So I, I thought we'd, we'd, we'd chance it a little bit uh, with some of these. I just think the fact that they have shot better than their rivals already, you mm-hmm. know, two, three and six shots better respectively, um, is different to if they're just being in a normal event where there wasn't
0: any strokes given at the start. Rory wants to take a leaf out of Bryson DeChambeau's book, doesn't he? And just kind of play all of his um, shots in the same posture. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, well, it, yeah. they said about that one. One, I think one of the final questions was: Are you
1: worried about getting into bad habits? Because obviously, when you've got a back problem, you all know this. You compensate. Mm. So if Rory's sort of having to compensate.
0: Then he's getting into. Bad swing pattern, so he, I don't know. And they all a, knock on then, because you kind of yeah. you change maybe where your right shoulder is, and that affects your left hip, and all of a yeah. sudden you're all over the shop.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he, um, I don't know, he's just got to be a bit well. I know we've been down here before where you oppose the player who's um, who's carrying this injury, but the the, the bottom line is Wyndham Clark has shot lower scores than Rory this week so yeah. far, and is the US
0: Open champion yeah. for goodness sake. And he's in the Ryder Cup as well, isn't he? He's a guaranteed pick. So uh, he'll be flying high after the year he's had so far. So no reason to doubt him particularly going into this uh, this third round. So they're, they're the picks anyway. So it's a, a patent is the suggestion here. I mean, you can play them as a treble. You can play them as isolated individual bets. But if you play the patent, it's around about 50 to 149 to 1 or somewhere in that region. Um, and that is basically the three singles, the three doubles, and then the overall treble all combined. Um, but it's obviously going to cost you seven times more in your stake. But you've got the protection there if one of the legs or two of the legs uh, um, folds for you. That's with Bet365 that DT's found those prices. You might find better or worse elsewhere. So it's not necessarily an endorsement of them. So it says the Scheffler to beat John Rahm, Keegan Bradley to beat Scotty Scheffler, and Wyndham Clark to beat Rory McElroy. And if you were to have a hunch on who's going to win the thing, you fancy uh, the, on the prices, you fancy Colin?
1: I do think it's between Hovland and Morikawa. So just
0: in terms of the better price, Morikawa. A perfect scenario for me, seeing as they're both my best friends, um, would be that uh, they tie at the end of it and there's a playoff that just goes on forever, with them playing each other forever.
1: Mm, I can see a, a, a negative in that plan.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, We don't want to get to the Ryder Cup and they're not on the 957th extra hole. <laughs>
0: Anyway, good luck to Victor, good luck to Colin. You're doing me proud this week, boys, so carry on. And uh, um, good luck to uh, Xander Sheffield, Keegan Bradley and Wyndham-Clark as they uh, hold our money going into round three. DT, thank you as always. Cheers, James. I will see you later for the Premier League football because we're on mm-hmm. together today. Yeah. And uh, hopefully out there, everybody, you've not missed us too much over the last couple of days. We will try and be with you every Wednesday from here on and uh, um, good luck with all of your bets um, if you want to contact us on Twitter it's at late tea time pod and uh, this has been a sports broadcast media production please always gamble responsibly we want you to enjoy the golf and not uh, regret your bets as you go through and we will see you around about the same time next week so have a good week everybody and we'll see you on Wednesday in fact we won't see you about the same time next week we'll see you on Wednesday next week now, let's get it right James. see you next week Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?